This is Monica Perez. Welcome to the Propaganda Report. I'm here with my partner, Brad Binkley, and a, our guest today, I remember the first time I heard his voice. And you can't really say that too much about too many people, but I remember I'm the first one to go on, yeah, the official story doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. But I... Solar radiation management, the trails in the sky, harp, like all the things that I just couldn't reach out and touch. I thought I'm reserving judgment. And my sister said, you have got to listen to this podcast. And it was our guest, Matt Landman, just telling it like it is. And ever since I was literally walking outside and I think you said something like, look up. And I looked up and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I could, I could not unsee it. I actually hesitate to tell people the truth because I know it's going to like ruin their lives. And I have to say, I thought that was the worst thing in the world until like COVID happened. And then they stopped and I was like, Oh, well, like here's an upside, but they are back. And I, I have to have you do for our listeners what you did for me and just tell us what it is where it comes from and how you know about it. So thank you, Matt, and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for that lovely introduction. That was a lot. What you want to talk about the what, <laughs> the how? That's that's a. Few, I'll I'll do as much as I can on the Kim Trust, and then you can ask no more questions. And that was great. And I'm really happy that um, that the shows that I've done are are getting around, and including this one. And it's really cool because you do a show, and then. Like someone says years later that they're impacted by it. That's the beauty of what we're doing and the internet and everything and like putting that energy out there. When I first got into this, I would like do a show and then nothing would happen immediately and I'd get really bummed out. But now I'm realizing it's all up to, you know, God or something. So chemtrails are aerosols sprayed from drones mostly nowadays, but also jets and planes, um, so what we have starting in the, in the mid 60s, 1960s, is the aircraft in the world are outfit with these um, high bypass turbofan jet engines. They're um, Rolls Royce uh, two ton titanium and steel engines that for instance, slammed into the Pentagon and magically disappeared, but they're two tons of, of uh, titanium and steel. And they're just turbines, okay? Um, to give an example, the, when they turn them on on the ground level, like there's not hot air blasting out the back. It's a fan. It's a big fan. And it takes some energy to get them going. But there's even theories that like they only use jet fuel or not even theories. Like I, I hate to even use the word theory. There's talk or research, let's say, that um, that jet fuel is, is, is only used to take off and land and that there's... Um, pressurized air air compressors to run the tr the fan blades because you can't you i mean if you use jet fuel the whole time to do a transatlantic flight you'd leave, you you need a lot more jet fuel than they say that can fit in the jet or whatever and that's a whole nother rabbit hole but either way oh is my how is my um am i delayed is that do i look okay there, there was a little bit of a delay for a second there but the audio okay. is just fine so i don't think the video matters that much so the fans are they don't produce hot air. Since the 1960s, we've got these high bypass turbofan jet engines. And what they do is they propel the aircraft and they're big engines like a propeller on a plane, right? But, but put on a, a big, uh, you know, engine on the side, but it's like a big propeller. 
So there's not super hot air coming out of the back. And sometimes they'll even sadly hit like a flock of birds and they're not coming out fried or cooked or even cinched. They're just coming out chopped up by the big fan blades. I was really analyzing this the other day because I'm constantly trying to convey the message to my friend, family, and peers in a, in a good way, a level-headed way. So that whole story of condensation trails and contrails, contrails is a con. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it, it really confuses people at the end of the day. And when you see anything coming out of the back of a jet, short or long, out of the back of an airplane, it's, it's, nowadays it's, it's actually something being administered in the atmosphere. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, people, I've had numerous people, including someone I trust, say that they're in the industry, a mechanic or a pilot who absolutely is the one they're like, you know, Monica, I listen to you. Everything's fine. But then you start with the chemtrail. I'm in that industry. I see those planes. I've looked at those engines. There's nothing. There is no dispersal unit on these planes. How do you explain this then? Because there are a lot of them and they look like commercial jets to me. Okay, uh, the majority of them are drones that are disguised maybe as commercial jets, but also some of the jets have, uh, they have little tanks on them that help the program. You know, like Ryanair in, in Europe, you get on a plane and it's 50 bucks to fly, you know, across, across yes. the continent. They're subsidized because they've got different chemicals to help this program along. And it's such an intricate orchestrated ballet in the sky when you really start to look at it and see. So the, the thing is, is people get stuck on, Oh, is that a, what is that? How do I know what that is? I'm not up there. Focus on the days where nothing is going on. It's it'll wake you up so fast and blow your mind wide open. I'm sorry to be the messenger here, but there's days when there's beautiful blue. There still is. Thank God. Cause we're still in here. We are where we are in the world. Uh, it's 2021 right now. So there's beautiful blue days with white fluffy clouds. And there's, and when the planes do fly by on those days, nothing's coming out of the back of them. Nothing. Zero. Okay. But then there's days where they're up to no good and they're manipulating storms and all sorts of stuff. When I first woke up to it all, I witnessed, uh, it was drought causation, weather manipulation to the degree of yes. quelling a storm is what they did, but they can also make it rain. And we don't even know about that. So th we're having conversations like global warming, climate change, drought, drought, drought. Oh, what are we going to do about these poor farmers? We can make rain. We can make rain out of, out of no clouds, precipitate lightning, like lasers, all sorts of stuff. But literally the information has been, well, it's been silenced. It's been like, we are not told about cloud seeding, but guess what? The hydro dam for your power plant will seed clouds to fill the hydro dam and they'll put it in the paper. We're doing a cloud seeding thing. The ski resorts will ski, will uh, seed the mountain, make it dump snow and empty a cloud there. But when it comes to mitigating drought and helping out the poor farmers and whatnot, the new world order agenda doesn't, doesn't go by those rules because there's certain things at play here. Water just got commoditized on the stock market alongside with pork bellies and timber and oil and all that. So the, the people in the know who do control the weather and control the resources, 
they're slowly doing this power grab and all this stuff. But so did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot. So I, I want to keep going along. And one thing that, uh, well, I'll tell you something funny that happened, and maybe this is true, maybe this isn't. It seemed too refined to be actually true, but I happened to get an invitation to the World Cup in Russia, and I went. And I was with my husband and my son and some people who lived over there. We were had a suite, and Russia made it further than expected, and they were playing, like, I don't know who, not Croatia, but maybe it was Croatia. I can't remember. So it had been raining, raining, raining or on and off threatening rain. And it was absolutely 100 percent scheduled to rain that day. And I said, it's not going to rain on that on that game. Like, there's no way it's raining on that game. So we're, it's raining in the parking lot. We get into the thing and it stops raining when the game started. And then it started raining again when the game ended. And I told my husband, I was like, see, I told you. And he was just like, that's just a coincidence. And somebody in the thing said, no, I'm sure they just like sprayed something to stop the rain. And uh, he was like, well, he's like, yeah, they do that here for like parades and whatever. That was the story. Now, I don't know if they can refine it to that amount, but I didn't think it was going to rain and it didn't. And I looked like a sage. If you don't want it to rain on your wedding day and you've got enough money, I think it's like a couple hundred grand. But if you've got enough dough, you can definitely make it a sunny day on your wedding day. 100%. There's websites for it. No way. So, so about the drought though. Well, so I have a I'm quick in, question. Yeah, get, get. Can you make it rain on somebody else's wedding if you have enough money? <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. But, it, but it, usually there has to be clouds. Okay. Because the, I mean, there is technology that you can make rain out of the moisture that's already in the air, but usually there has to be a cloud passing over to empty a cloud passing over. It's, it's very, it's actually very simple. It was um, first done in 1913 by this professor Hatfield. He was hired in San Diego to alleviate the drought and he's um, built a 30 foot tower and spray these chemicals to seed. So what seeding does is it puts these um, uh, little, little dust particles in the cloud, like, like dust particles, literally, and they're seeds. So they're hydroscopic. So not hydrophobic, hydroscopic. So the water goes to it, it couples to the seed and builds up and it drops and it makes the, the rain fall out of the cloud, right? So that technology has been perfected in the 1920s, you know, and that's what Frankenskies is all about. My film, it starts off in 1920 and goes through the historical chronological timeline. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's the best documentary ever because it doesn't have some annoying voiceover of, of the filmmaker like telling his life. It's just his historical military stock footage for the first 30 minutes, like jaw dropping, eye opening footage that by the time you watch it, it's self evident that we can uh, quell and exacerbate and create hurricanes, for, for instance, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So all this talk of what are we going to do, Katrina or whatnot, it was like pretty much a power grab. All these things are just different New World Order power grabs, it seems, to, pull, uh, to take farmland or, or, or to push people off of land or whatever it may be. You know, long-term agenda, it seems like they want to dim our sun with geoengineering. That's a whole other story. So that the whole administering of aerosols to the sky and disguising it as, as something else. And, and then, you know, it's not just weather control. So it's getting really interesting. 
So as far as the drought in California, it seems very obvious to me what they're doing. Like they it seems like there's rain supposed to come in. It almost it never rains here anymore. Never, never. I've lived here before, but and it rains like usually rains in January or you get like some rainy season. But since I've been here this time around, it just it really doesn't rain anymore, even when it's supposed to rain. And you can see like the marine layer or the Pacific um, the moisture coming in. And then usually the day before you see tons and tons of chemtrails. And then when the clouds come in, they're very low in the sky and they don't actually precipitate. And it seems to me that they're affecting this drought. It just, the pattern is too obvious. Maybe that's not exactly how it works, but it's very clear to me. It's not well, raining. when it's You're really smart. Yeah, you're on it. You're really smart and you're using your eyes and you're taking science by the horns instead of letting other people tell you how and what to think. Like you're literally administering the scientific method and I, and I applaud you. What they're doing is they're spraying aluminum. So aluminum oxide dissipates. It's the opposite of cloud seeding, which makes it rain. It, it makes the moisture spread out. So you're right. You're right. They're spraying something. I've seen it silver. I've seen yeah. it silver. So usually it's like I can't see them, but every once in a while you'll see one under those low clouds and that I have pictures of it. I've sent them. I've tweeted them. Those I never normally see this, but I have seen underneath the clouds when you see one of those trails, it's silver or dark. It's darker than the white clouds. And I figured it was some kind of metal. I don't know. But then they so then we have all these wildfires and I couldn't help but think that they're affecting this drought and the wildfires like start in curious ways. Like a lot of times it's um, a utility truck or utility company or garbage truck. I mean, the last one was a garbage truck for some reason, somebody caught on video dumped burning trash into like a, on the side of the road. And then, Oh yeah. Like that was a big thing. You can find the articles and they didn't, wasn't on national news, but I saw it locally. They're like, this is weird. You know, why would this garbage truck dump burning stuff? And they started this fire and there's stories like that all the place. So it seems to me like they dry it out and they're burning it down. Do you have any insight into like kind of the bigger picture of what they're, they're doing? Are they trying to like reclaim land? Are they trying to make it so that you can't grow stuff yourself? Like, do you have any insight into that or theories? Well, Frankenskies too, climate chains like shackles nice. is the title again. Thanks. I hope it can come out um, in the next couple of years, maybe a year and a half, but it's, it's literally documenting what's happening before our eyes. So hopefully we can stop them from dimming the sun because the, the end game is taking control of the sun. So they'll, they'll say, so, so, so you asked, so I'm going to go big picture and then we can go back to like little pictures and whatnot. But the big end game is convincing people that we need to dim our sun and they'll start to spray like crazy publicly and we won't have sunny days. And then they'll say, oh, it's not working. We got to do more. And then they'll just have control of our sunlight. And, and that's that's when you have control of the sunlight, you have, <laughs> you have control of a lot. That's some Mr. That's Burns power. dystopia power. <laughs> it's yeah. only Mr. Burns. I know he, that Simpsons always does have the predictive programming. It so, really is. But, yes, it, yeah. but also the, what the fires are doing is they're, they're pushing people into, you know, big cities. They're creating, eventually they're going to create, it seems they're looking to create, no rebuild zones, right? Where you can't rebuild because they're, um, like, have you seen, 
I mean, I go back to Blade Runner. Have you seen a red Blade Runner? I've seen the two it's mega runners. city dystopias and that's it. So we're pushed all into mega cities, long-term agenda, say agenda 2050. We're, we're pushed out of the country. Okay. So I see it as like a spiritual battle, you know, and they want to control the evolution of our, of our souls, of our, of our humanity. Like they want to control our evolution. So how are they going to do that? Well, they, they hoard us into cities and then they do 5g and get everybody injected with, I mean, nanotech, they're doing it right now. They're, they're injecting people with, with technology, you know, and updating them. And what's the, how's the 5G going to play out with that? But I think the end game is to be able to push people around and say, you can't live here. And, you know, this is a place where you can't be. But then at the end of the day, they're going to take it for themselves, you know. So, yes, I, I am kind of on that wavelength, too. It seems that it has to be something that's operating on that highest level. But I have a couple of questions coming out of that. I want to talk about the 5G and how this interacts with that. But I also want to kind of back up for a second and ask how. Uh, so so maybe it's mostly drones. And I guess that would mean very few people would really need to be part of the execution of it but where who's command and control is congress aware of this is it uh like a very obscure uh, arm of the military where do you think is the is the control center of this so the answer to your chemtrail question and i've thought about this because i'm the chemtrail guy i didn't really necessarily want to be the chemtrail guy i thought i was going to be like a a filmmaker. I don't know what I thought I was going to be. I wanted to be a freaking oceanographer when I was a kid, but either way, I'm the chemtrail guy and the 5g guy. And I've make, I make the silver lined sparrow clothing to protect from EMF radiation. But, um, to answer your question, it's indoctrination and compartmentalization and need to know basis indoctrination, compartmentalization, need to know basis. And it's like, I've, I've really given it a lot of thought and that's, that's exactly what it is because people are indoctrinated then they're compartmentalized and they're on, they're on a need to know basis. The people that are doing it think that they're saving the world from climate change. You know, they Absolutely, think that we're actually yeah. heating, you know, the CO2 thing, the, those rising sea levels, which is all bogus. It's all bunk in my, I mean, I don't even say in my opinion, cause it's fact like yeah, sea level, yeah. sea levels have not risen you know, they have these documentaries about um, islands that are, you know, going under because of global warming. No, it's erosion. There's sand wars like Dubai is like taking sand and all these other things. There's n- there's no sea level rise. I've, I mean, I've lived at sea. It level. would have to be absolutely everywhere. Right. That's how water. Exactly. Works. Yes. And so I used to go to the beach when I was a kid in Ocean City, New Jersey, which has a boardwalk. It goes all the way to Atlantic City. It's the same that, that beach is the beach. I mean, the beach is the beach. If it was raising, you know, if it's like millimeters or mic- micrometers, whatever. But I agree with you. And um, I remember I was in South America and they have a glacier there and the way, way down where it's cold, super, super cold. And the glacier, they say when the glacier is healthy and growing, it it's a river of ice that that deposits into the ocean like a river delta. And that's what the calving is. So when they show pictures of calving as like the ice caps melting, but they're really just glaciers calving into the ocean. Uh, what I was told when I was there is that it's that's because they were the ice was healthy and growing. 
I'm not saying that's not getting warmer. I'm just saying like they will use the examples like the polar bear on the ice flow to prove maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. But that was my understanding of it. Like, no, they that's just, amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, they just and- take these isolated images that seem to tell one story, but it, they don't necessarily tell that story. Exactly. And whether or not it's getting warmer is very much up for debate. I'm in the midst of a heat wave where I live in Ashland, Oregon, but it's all chemtrail induced. When they stop spraying and they stop zapping the sky with electro frequencies and you can see the skies ripple, it's very textbook. Once they stop and the sky's clear and the temperatures drop down to normal, we're not in it. There's, we're not in a warming situation. There's no temperatures to put on the graph to make it say, say that we're heating at all. But if you plot on the graph, all of these geoengineered heat waves. So for the listeners that don't know, there was a, if you watch the film Frankenskies, where you can find frankenskies.com or frankenskiesthemovie.com. Unfortunately, my YouTube channel just got pulled. I, I direct you there, but the, the documentary takes you through it and they talk about HARP. The, it's an yes. antenna array. HARP was the beginning of the use of electrofrequencies to manipulate the weather. So in California, it's pretty textbook. You've got moisture coming off the ocean, and usually it's, it's in the form of, the, of a jet stream in the, in the Pacific Northwest. You've got a lot of moisture. And they, 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 what they do is they spray aluminum and barium and strontium, different chemicals, through different jets and they look different. When you look at them in the sky getting sprayed, they look different. They mix together and then as the hazes are mixing together from ground-based stations, they zap them with intersecting radio frequency microwaves, basically. Like these radio frequency waves, they're intersecting and, and making these ripples in the clouds and they're heating these chemicals as they mix together. So there's chemical reactions and they're zapping them to create super hot, 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 hot air, heat, heat, high pressure. So when you watch the weather channel or back in the day when there was no internet, we were watching the, the weather and they were these H's and L's were pushing the weather around. Those are high and low pressure. And if they clash, you get, you know, tornadoes and thunderstorms and all that. Right. So high pressure is easy for them to create. So they can create a high pressure, like a wall of hot air. And when these jet streams are coming off the ocean, if they hit a wall of hot air, they have to go up and around them. And you'll see these jet streams hit these manufactured walls of hot air and they'll have to go up and the moisture goes up and loops all the way around. It comes down and blasts Texas with some crazy storm. And it's all engineered. If you, if you can see what they're doing, it's very obvious. But if you don't have a little bit of the background, it doesn't make any sense. So really quick, I'll tell what HARP is yeah. so people know. So HARP was an antenna array. This is the beginning of it all. It's Tesla technology. But what they did in Alaska is they, it's, they had this huge like football field area of antenna antennas. And all these antennas are lined up and they're like 50 feet tall, right? Hundreds of them, like the shape of a football field. And they direct their focus on a focal point in the atmosphere that's, that's pretty big. And they intersect their radio waves and they heat that focal point, right? Then they, they're like, okay, well, if we put chemtrails in that focal point, then we can heat it even more. And so that's how, and they can do it. Like they can direct those, those frequencies like super kind of far away, right? Like they can use harp and bend a jet stream. That's like a thousand miles away and whatnot. So then as that research advanced, they started making it, um, into these, it's what's called ion- ionospheric heaters. They heat the, 
ionosphere, but they are mobile now. So they're around the world and they're mobile and they look like these big, big, uh, like they're called Doppler. Some of them are called Doppler, but it looks like a big uh, golf ball on a ship. But they're actually, oh, yeah. they, they are movable and they can move around and make hurricanes and do all these different things. But if you're not in the know, it just sounds like totally witchcraft. No, I've seen pictures of that. And they said they were discontinuing harp in Congress. And now I'm thinking maybe they did that because they just don't need those fixed arrays anymore. So they moved it onto the ocean and then they could say, well, you people are crazy. And there is a, a memo I have to send you. But you probably have already seen it, but it was a Russian internal memo in the government saying that they were concerned about harp interfering with the electrical medium of the earth. I thought that was like an interesting way of expressing what they were worried about. But I guess they have to kind of be in on it. Right. Wouldn't wouldn't the Russia wouldn't other countries have to be in on this? Oh, yeah, they're all. Well, the New World Order, if you see how I, I wasn't 100 percent confident to answer this question in a pre-COVID world. But now that I saw how right. the whole world unraveled COVID, I'm confident that either the whole world is ran by China or the whole world is ran by a new an AI, like evil AI, or like they're all, they're all Satanists. They're all under some big right, umbrella, right. which is the New World Order. Right. And they're all... Um, pushing us into some weird dystopia that I can't help think is like spiritual. But I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what it is. We're under attack and it's the next generation we need to protect. You know, we need to enlighten them at least with the truth and, you know, tool, like give them the, 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 the mind and the heart and soul to, to, to fight this battle. Cause we're not, it, they're playing the long game. You know, they see it one generation at a time. I see the moon landing. You wanted to talk about the moon you said earlier, but I see, I see the television set in the in the living rooms of every American and every basically every person that in the uh, emerging like classes of the world. The television set plopped in, and then you had the fake moon landing, and from then on, it was just a hijacking of our reality. Like, like they're trying to literally dismantle our evolution into like a transhuman reality, and and the transhumanism like singularity thing is is really weird and dark. And I think that blocking the chemtrails like prevents our, our like Rudolf Steiner-esque like spirit evolution kind of thing. And, and in that, in that time of like dismantling our, like if they can, if they can buy themselves some time and turn us into robots, then maybe they can dismantle the evolution of our souls, but there's no way they can actually win. But I see it as a spiritual thing, you know, and I had to kind of like explain what I mean. by that. Yeah. Yes. And are you a fan of Steiner? I have to revisit Steiner because I think Dr. Thomas Cowan is a fan of Steiner and he's like the only one left. I like that has a doctor before his name. So he's the one who actually think thinks that COVID, even when they talk about the bioweapon stuff, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that it's more likely 5g. And I had the actual COVID illness and it felt like I was poisoned or toxified. It did not feel anything microbial. I don't believe in virus theory and I still do not, but that I want to ask you about what could there be any relationship between like nanoparticles in the atmosphere, 5G, the COVID phenomenon. What do you think? And then we could roll in the vaccines if you want. They are definitely injecting the same thing that you would get, I think, respiratorily, whatever the, I don't know how that you do it, but I think that whatever COVID is, 
it, only 10 percent of the people got it. So that's why they have to like inject it into people. But I just I'm having a hard time putting together all of that stuff. And I, of what I've read of bioweapons, they don't give it to one person and expect that person to spread it around. They spray it on a town, you know, and I just I'm just wondering how you think of all those things together. Yeah, this is going to be great. I can't wait to tell you. And 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 Steiner seems like the man, I think, unless he's just like really evil. But I think he's amazing. The the schools that came out of his work, they teach the kids about the evolution of spirit and of their souls. A lot of them sold out with this COVID and whatnot. But that's just, you know, every parent and everybody is 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 mind controlled at this point it's the waldorf schools right yeah the Waldorf schools so i think steiner's pretty cool biodynamic farming and his um lectures and whatnot i guess he was a 33 degree freemason but i guess i mean he got poisoned by them and killed so i think he was doing some good so here okay so when covid first happened you had this um main it, it was pretty viral that people were dropping dead in wuhan just on the street. There's videos that were yeah. trying to show. Yeah. Yeah. Did they seem like real? Main, mainstream. It was pretty mainstream. I, I don't know. It was yeah. in the mainstream consciousness. Yeah. I, I, yes, I, I, that's yeah. for sure. That okay. was definitely being piped it, right. out. Yeah. And so people were blowing me up because I have the silver clothing line, Sparrow, uh, S-P-E-R-O. Yes. Check it out. Sparrow Gear on Instagram, sparrowgear.com. I just got a 5G phone by accident. So thank you very much for my little pouch. Well, then, then you're going to really love what I have to say about all of this. Okay. So, um, then we're told that, um, potentially 5g is coronavirus and that was viral. Like whenever things go viral, like I've got 60,000 followers on Facebook, like 55,000. And whenever things go viral, 170 people send me the same exact stuff, dude. It's just like, I'm, I mean, I'm making up a number, but like I'm right. I get bombarded by the same exact thing when it goes quote unquote viral. And then I start to question it. Me too. Legit. I'm like, look, it can't be legit. Like when those Vegas, like this was such a learning experience for me when there was those Vegas shootings, there was so much disinfo and viral disinfo that I started to really learn. And then when I get censored like crazy and I, it's, it's very obvious sometimes what's, what's seemingly, um, CIA, you know, cause they run Facebook and they run all the, totally. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> so, so when, when, when everybody was really in a very <laughs> panic of fear and when people are in fear, you can control the crap out of them. It's unreal. Um, it's really unreal. And yes. I experienced, I no, experienced it. That's how disturbing. they do big picture. That's how they keep us right here and do that big picture stuff you're talking about. Cause nobody has the time or energy to look big picture because we're all afraid and anxious all the time. But- 85 year old people giving up their freedom, selling this whole everything that their parents would ever fought for. They're just like, oh, my gosh, I might die. I'm like, listen, honey, you are definitely going to die sooner than the rest of us. Probably you need to come to terms with that. And they were still so scared that they would give up everything, everything without any evidence whatsoever. It was crazy. They're very vulnerable to the propaganda. And like, we've done a lot of work as like trying to get the truth out and thank God, like we exist because we're actually here for a purpose. This isn't just like a game anymore. Like I thought, you know, what am I doing with my, you know, am I going to always be the chemtrail guy, but it, it has evolved so much. And the truth is so important now that holy, you know, so. That's the number one thing to me, like besides COVID, the chemtrail thing was number one. 
it's really important and it can really wake you up. So for the, for the COVID, when it started going around that 5G was turned on in Wuhan and that people were dropping dead because of 5G, I slowly started to put the pieces together. And then when 77 5G towers were attacked in the UK, which is like a Masonic number, um, which I think was propaganda. I don't think uh, uh, conspiracy theorists are burning down cell towers, not 77 of them, no way. And <laughs> I think it's just like radicalizing and making the, the consciousness think that we're crazy. And, and then it got so viral and everyone was saying 5G is COVID. And it was very dismantling because um, people were losing their businesses. And I realized that it was not going to get us anywhere to go into town halls, city halls, anywhere, anything, any doing, because I was already going in and talking 5G uh, to city halls before COVID hit. And now everyone's saying it's the virus. It's the virus. It's the virus. Okay. So that's, that's pretty, I mean, I'm sorry. They're saying 5G is the virus, right? Or the virus is 5G. You're being spoon fed this idea and that doesn't work. Okay. So at that point, anybody who was like bringing that idea forward, that there was a relation from 5 to 5G and COVID, it it seemed pretty, um, once, once it was realized that it was like wrong, they, it really dismantled that like, um, idea that poison the well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the turd in the punch bowl is what I call it. Like you can have all this truth, but if you ruin the party, it just doesn't even matter. So I'll just tell my story. So I've got these phone bags. I make these silver line phone bags and they're Faraday phone bag. You drop your phone in, it doesn't get any signal. It kills it. You don't get any texts, nothing, no COVID tracking and tracing, which is nice nowadays. But before COVID, you just slip your phone in and no phone would work in the world. Okay. And I wasn't even the first company to start doing this. Like the company that I'm working with, they've been selling these phone bags forever. And then guess what? Everybody, sister in, um, March, the phone bag stopped working, especially in LA and especially in COVID hotspots. And people are calling me mad. And they're like, my phone bag worked all this time. Now it's penetrating the bag. And I'm like, how is that even possible? And so after a lot of trials and tribulations and, and freak outs and people being upset about their products and whatnot, I had to stop making single layer bags and I make double layer bags. And now I sell double layer bags and they all work fine. So my buddy who I grew up with back in Virginia, he works normal job and he hit me up and he said, Matt, I heard you talking about COVID. You say it's not real. And I was like, look, I don't know if it's not real, but you know, I think that we didn't have to shut down the whole world for it and, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, guess what? I got COVID. And I was like, oh, well, can I ask you a personal question? What kind of phone do you have for crying out loud? And he goes, well, that's funny you ask because we just got the new iPhone, me and my wife. And I go, okay, well, tell me about your COVID then. He goes, well, it's weird. We didn't have normal symptoms of a virus. We did have brain fog and we lost our sense of taste. Both oh. him and his wife together. Both of those things happen to me, yes. Okay. Well, guess what? Those aren't symptoms of a virus. It is, however, symptoms of radiation poisoning. Okay. 
And, and so was the lung thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the I looked it up and it wasn't it didn't feel like pneumonia. It felt like something else. And I looked into it and it's it felt like what's described as pneumonitis, pneumonitis, which is the side effect of a radiation treatment that you get for cancer. And it can take up to eight weeks to develop. And we saw these big ass towers, really, really big. My husband knows this kind of stuff. And he said it was 5G. So I assume it was that came out on Thanksgiving. And we got sick in the middle of January. And I was like, if it is radiation type poisoning, it would be consistent with all that stuff that I was reading. I'm not for sure, but I did. I had the nose, the smell, and I had the brain fog, which felt exactly like being locked in a car with the windows up. You know, you get like, I got, I need some oxygen. And this, this sense of smell and taste was weird because I wasn't congested at all. It just was like I was uh, neutered on the edges there. It was weird. And what happens with low-level radiation poisoning is your body adjusts, your body adapts, and yes. you're okay with being in that environment. But first, you show the symptoms. I had read uh, Arthur Furstenberg's book, The Invisible yep. Rainbow, talks about that. And so what it is, it's not necessarily the towers, it's the phones. So once you start, but it's the right. towers also, but the phones are emitting way more radiation, like 10 to 100 times than they ever did before. So why is that? Well, let's understand the 5G network and what 5G is and how these companies are going to be propagating a, a carrier wave that's measured in millimeters. It's, it's, it's very, it doesn't make any sense as a carrier wave technology. It makes sense as a weapon. Okay. It's pretty archaic because it doesn't go very far. The, the carrier waves that they're talking about for this 5G infrastructure, these waves that would carry your text messages and whatnot, they can only go like 500 feet or 1,000 feet, okay? So they need, this carrier wave needs to get pushed along all the time by this Internet of Things. The smart meters can help push the signal along. Your phone is going to push the signal along. Your phone's not now pushing just your messages out and your calls. It's helping the whole new bandwidth frequency get pushed along. Everybody's data is going through yours to go to the next node to try to get to that 5G small cell to get to the big cell tower to go on. You know, this like, it's kind of complicated, but it's, it's the, the radio frequency waves that we've ever been around. They're all really big and they don't absorb into our body like that. Radio waves is how we carry all the invisible data from Wi-Fi to smart meters to cell phones to, to baby monitors. All of it's radio waves and it's actually light. It's, 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 it's light. It's just light. We can't see it travels at the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. And it's just like how we can't see infrared, infrared light or blue light. I mean, um, uh, ultraviolet light. We can't see ultraviolet light. We can't see infrared, but it's right on the edge of the color spectrum. And it's just because of the shape of our eyes, but it's still there. Right. And then we start talking about blue light and how it's related to ultraviolet light and, you know, put your blue light filter on and just not throw off your circadian rhythm and dismantle your, your um, hormones and whatnot and your sleeping schedule. And then the, the, blue, the blue light on the, like I, I learned so much about these blue light street lamps. They're toxic. You have to get these blackout curtains that keep you up all night and throw you off because they'll make your body think that it's daylight all the time. It really messes with your hormones and messes people up, just these street lamps. But either way, that sounds kind of conspiratorial, but it's real. The blue light on the street lamps, your body recognizes the blue light on the street lamps and the screens and your phones as ultraviolet light. It's right next to it on the color spectrum. And, and, and this is a little side tangent, but because it seems like it's ultraviolet light, which is sunlight, your body thinks you're in sunlight and it's not calibrated to being at night. And when at nighttime you make dopamine, you make serotonin, melatonin and stuff. And over just a, the course of a few days of getting blue light at night and throwing off your circadian rhythm, your biological clock, you can get really depressed and 
get messed up. But either way, radio frequency waves. We've got AM wave, radio waves, FM radio waves. AM radio waves are 100 feet tall. FM radio waves are 10 feet tall. And Wi-Fi is like 30 centimeters. It's still pretty big. It's 300 times the size of this, of this 5G tech. But now, with a really, really small carrier wave that can oscillate a lot more times per second, they can carry a lot more information. You can get faster speeds or whatever. But those little, little waves, when we get down to millimeters, they start to absorb into our skin cells and stuff that are measured in millimeters. And they impact fetuses that are measured in millimeters. Or even all the birds in D.C. are now blind. Have you read this? D.C. area birds no are now way. aligned. The, 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 all of like the teenage birds, because they, they put up the 5G towers, the birds are born. What? As they're developing these, like, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's a depopulation agenda, full steam. Like it, when it clicked, like with the handmaiden's tail and all that. Right, right. Yes. These millimeter waves impact fetuses and little, little things. And they absorb into our bodies and mess us up a little bit. And so when, they're, when they started to crank it all up, the world was exposed to a thousand times more radiation than ever before. And I swear that's what COVID was in my opinion. I agree. COVID was about the number one target of both COVID, whatever the hell that is, and the vaccine are uh, productive ovaries. They are absolutely number one target. That's where the spike proteins accumulate and all that. And that's the women who were having strokes and everything. We're all childbearing age. But I want to understand two things. One, well, one, I really have a huge picture question, huge picture. So I've read the uh, Invisible Rainbow. I have not yet read The Electric Universe, but I feel like we underestimate the importance of the electrical person, even though EEG, EKG, the way they measure our heart and our minds, our brains are through the electrical impulses. And then uh, I've read about like the electrical universe thing where like lightning isn't just clouds crashing into each other. It's the it's like the the earth, the atmosphere of the earth letting off that static charge as it interacts with the universe that is of a different charge. Do you does any of that the the greater importance of electricity over the the official narratives for how things work? Does that play into your worldview at all? I mean, I don't, I don't really buy much of the official narrative. When you start learning about Orgo and energy and Wilhelm Reich and even just like cloud busters or um, how you can do uh, uh, rain dances, for instance, like the rain dance is a real thing. This is an imbalance in the natural energy of the positive and negative ions or the positive and negative ether or the Orgo negative and positive. But just like those, that, when you go to the beach or you go to the, I mean, or the river, or whatever, and you feel that that negative ions, those, this is like healing energy. And Wilhelm Reich, right? Yeah, he was able to isolate it and bring life back to rocks and cure people from cancer and and these cloud busting things. And that's what it is when they're calling in the rain. It's just an imbalance. So there's always this like yin and yang, and I think we're part of it for sure. And to say that we're not like intricately involved in it all is, is naive, but we, there's so much that we don't know. And, and what's really sad is they've offed everybody like Royal Raymond Rife, Royal Raymond Rife and Wilhelm Reich and Rudolf Steiner and these amazing minds, all of them, and even Dr. Sebi, they all get. Excuse me. Royal Rife, is that what you said? 
Oh, oh yeah, happened? your mic's getting weird. His kid is glitchy a little bit. Royal Rush, the guy who did, who, who cured, cured, they say cured cancer back in the uh, early 1900s, right? Is that the body electric? It's, it's oh, related to your, body electric. I think we've lost Matt's audio. Yeah, I think we did as well. It's very interesting stuff. Though. It's, uh, I know. It's like the whole, I want to start in like first grade and relearn everything. <laughs> <laughs> did I get back Matt, to something? Are you back? We can hear you, yeah. Okay, great. Terrific. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I was asking about Royal Rife. That's the guy who... They say he cured cancer and then they discount. Here's the thing, interesting thing about Royal, Royal Rife, the technique and I'm the very layman explanation of it, but just it's kind of exploding the cancer cells or whatever with his technology, almost um, like a, uh, looks like a telescope, not a telescope. One of those things you analyze, you put this, you put this in science class, you put the little thing underneath microscope? it. You, yeah, one of those a things. Microscope. <laughs> a microscope. Well, well, yeah, electron well, microscope yeah, and a regular it, microscope. Like, it looks like one of those, if I recall. But they, I read about how he did it in this book. It was this book about these 10 suppressed cures or something like that. And then it stuck with me. And then a few years later, I see this study from Arizona State University from 2016 is like a, a breakthrough and cancer cure happening in the student university. And I read the study and they describe doing exactly what Royal Rife did a hundred years ago. And, and it, they say and they it like worked. It's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. If Royal Raymond, Raymond Rife, he um, created the first um, microscope that could look at viruses and what he did, <laughs> like how an wow. opera singer, an opera singer can tune her voice to burst yes. the champagne glass, right? Well, he could tune a frequency to destroy a virus yeah. through frequency. Everything is frequency. Whereas where I was going with that, I'm sorry about the mic difficulty, the electric universe. The thing is, is everything is a balance of frequency and magnetism. And even Tesla, you know, talked about it. These great minds, Royal Raymond Rice. Nikola Tesla, Wilhelm Reich, um, even Dr. Sebi, you know, balancing, you know, the diet and, and curing and how easy it is to, to heal your body. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a frequency balance, right? And Royal Raymond Rife, the reason why his technology, his information was suppressed and is now, you know, surfacing is supposedly brand new. It's because it's, it's so easy and pivotal. You can, Literally, with frequency and vibration, destroy any ailment that would destroy farm big farm as we know. Who's Sebi? I don't know this. How do you spell that name? Um, S E B I. He was this tall Honduran black man, and um, his mom said um, after he cured his twelfth person of full blown AIDS, he said they're gonna get you. And he said, "Mama, I know." And they did. They got him. And it's like a right. famous quote. And and they killed him. But he was curing everybody on just alkaline diet. Our bodies are at a seven point three or something and any yes. an acidic environment an acidic ph uh is where everything bad lives cancer everything like everything. wim hof mm-hmm. it's that's well that's through breathing techniques and you can um alkalize your uh blood through that but if you do a specific very specific diet and always are intaking um every few hours uh, i've and, and also through fasting but if you're always intaking alkaline food and you keep your body at a highly alkaline level. There's even a, a doctor in Italy, Scarponi, injecting people with intravenous, literally killing tumors with baking soda because it's so pH uh, oh alka- alkaline. But alkaline Yeah, because it's hard food, to change the pH balance of your blood. Like it's very narrow. 
Right. It must be very, almost very slight change would even be possible, I think. So through alkaline diet, uh, Sebi was curing people of everything. And so that's why he got. This uh, is, this is why I worry about the masks. They do the exact opposite. Yeah, no kidding. Don't get me going on the mask. So the blue (laughs) masks are lined with Teflon, which is synthetic fluoride, polytetrafluoroethylene, PTFE. These masks, you go to the grocery store, they hand you a one-time use medical mask and the membrane is fluoride. And fluoride and aluminum have deadly combinations. Do we know about this? The, well, aluminum, you no, mentioned earlier, aluminum, aluminum is aluminum oxide, which is sprayed in the chemtrails. And sometimes you'll, you'll see some nefarious stuff going on in your sky and you'll actually get some rain and you'll test it and it'll, it'll have these constituents in it. That's how we yeah. end up putting the pieces together. So if you happen to witness something really fishy and, and you put out a little bowl and you get something, we can test it, you know, and then if it's chock full of aluminum, we can tell, but aluminum it's super toxic for the plants because it is an, and it, it is a fire accelerant. So there's being, there's Oh fire, my gosh, really? Fire accelerants being sprayed on the forest and then engineered windstorms are, are being administered while, while literally Antifa or whoever is lighting these fires right. and they're calling it climate change. Okay. So then also the toxic combo in our body of fluoride and aluminum, which we don't want. You know, we don't want fluoride in our system. We don't want it in our Teflon pans or our drinking water. Teflon never goes away. Never. It doesn't degrade. It never goes away. So we're huffing it when we're wearing these one-time use medical masks. We're huffing fluoride. And we go into these grocery stores, and I'm all about word magic. They hand you a a mask. It says entrance. And you're literally huffing fluoride now as you go in and agree to this entrance. And then when you get the aluminum in your your system (laughs) through the vaccines, vaccines are chock full of aluminum. The chemtrails are full of aluminum, even deodorant or, you know, there's a lot of aluminum that you need to educate yourself on and not intake. But once you get the aluminum in your system, the aluminum doesn't necessarily bypass your blood brain barrier. So it's not so bad on your body, but the fluoride does. And when it does, it pulls the aluminum with it and you've got toxic combination of fluoride and aluminum in your brain. And that's what causes Alzheimer's and dementia. There's little literal chemical reactions because when you smelt aluminum and you're making, like when Alcoa, the aluminum manufacturer is making aluminum, fluoride is what melts off and it's a toxic byproduct that they're supposed to, you know, bury or dispose of. Instead, they put it in their drinking water. So, yeah, I was going to ask you two things about that. One is... uh I've actually heard the theory and I know this is what I, this was part of the floor. I think it was waste and they didn't know what to do with it. So they put it in the water. Some people think that they have such a great amount of waste that they that some of what they spray in the atmosphere is literally like a waste disposal thing. But I and I, if you have an opinion on that, I don't know. I also want to know, like, how do you I've heard their supplements. I can't remember what, but that how do you protect yourself from the aluminum that's in your body? If you want to like how help your brain be more resilient to that onslaught. Do you have any insight into that? Yeah, definitely. So I've, I've done a lot of conferences. Um, I've I held the first uh, Global Chemtrail Summit in Vancouver, Canada, and then I did a lot of conferences in Oregon and Portland. And then I had the uh, third annual Global uh, Summit in Tucson, where we stopped this big uh, Bill Gates experiment to dim the sun, and now they've moved it to Sweden. And I've, I've interacted with so many different people, and people have... St- Stood up. Did I lose you again? No. People have no, stood we up. hear you. Okay. People have stood up at my conferences and said that they know 
it, they want to stop these trains because these trains are going directly from these coal power plants to air force bases. And then they're being loaded onto the jets and being sprayed in the skies. And what it is, is when you burn coal, you have the soot that is filtered, you know, otherwise it'd be really nasty in the atmosphere. And that soot is chock full of these heavy metals that are being sprayed in the sky. And, and I've had multiple experiences where people know the trains, they've like followed the money and they want to like bring the protest to these train tracks. It's unreal. But, but yeah, I evidently to answer your question, there's the soot from the burning of coal. It's got the, it's got the nanoparticulate, aluminum, titanium, strontium, barium, and they can extract it or just, or just dirty waste it and dump it in our atmosphere. It's pretty gnarly. So I love talking about how to protect ourselves. And it's so empowering that we're not just victims and knowledge is so much empowering because once you know what's going on, you don't have to be a slave to it all. You don't have to drink the fluoride and be a sheep and get the injections <laughs> and be an experimental mRNA victim of the beast, right? So first and foremost is your diet. If you're mineralized, your body isn't absorbing crap from the air or water or whatever, trying to get the minerals that you need. For instance, if you eat sugar, you need to get some magnesium in your body, which means leafy greens and having a balanced diet. For every molecule of sugar that you ingest, your body needs 54 molecules of magnesium to process one molecule of sugar. So all of us are pretty deficient in magnesium, but we can take magnesium baths. We can get the magnesium in our system. It's easy to look it up, get leafy greens and the um, central molecule, the central atom in the chlorophyll molecule, which is the greens is magnesium. So we can get it back, but if we're not deficient, then we're not absorbing crap from the chemtrails where they spray radioactive cadmium. And it's similar to magnesium that goes in our bones. Our body, if it's really deficient and we're really mineral deficient, then we're absorbing toxins from the environment, embedding it in our body that we don't want. But if, we, if we're mineral rich and we're up to speed on our minerals, which you can get um, a mineral supplements, plant-based mineral supplements from Utah that have all sorts of stuff in it. And literally on the list of all these different minerals and stuff, it'll say aluminum, it'll say barium, it'll say strontium, but these are not the heavy metal versions. These are the plant based because plants have mm. everything in them when they're decomposed and in a mineral form. And if we're up to speed, like I said, we're not ingest, we're not taking it in, but also to chelate C H E L A T E. You can look it up and tell or talk to a naturopath to get the heavy metals out of your body. Firstly, get the metal out of your mouth. Sorry. You got to do it. it. You can find a good dentist. If you have metal in your mouth, it's important to get the metal out. Um, there's, I have metal in my mouth. Yeah. You can get a dentist to get that out because um, it off gases uh, mercury and it's important to get that out. It's been um, there but, for a long time. You think it's yeah, still going to. Yeah. I just knit. got my, my girlfriend just got hers out and it's been there for 20 something years and it's in, it's important. It's actually really affordable nowadays. And, and I, I can't stress it enough. And it's very, very slight, slight levels. So you don't realize it, but every single little ailment that you have could probably be alleviated by uh, the mercury dosages that you might be getting. No offense. And I love you. So also, <laughs> also, but you don't want to start doing chelation stuff if you got metal in your mouth because it pulls heavy metal. Right. I understand. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. important totally. to know. Yeah. You got to so do it. It's not easy. Yeah. Natural health is not easy. Yeah. So once you um, don't have that going on, I would um, recommend uh, the chelation methods of um, there's, there's bentonite uh, clay and zeolite, 
but also very popular and, and highly recommended chlorella spirulina. Um, those are the two, the two main ones. And then, like I said, like, like de- detoxing with like Epsom salt baths and whatnot to get that magnesium. It's really important. Are you familiar with the salts of salvation? Yeah, like sure. 12 mineral salts. rich. It's got, it's got yeah. all the different minerals, mineral rich, dead sea and all that sort of stuff. All, yes. all those minerals are pretty easily absorbed in a hot bath, you know, and then just keep up with it. We're all oh, about you can take a bath and absorb it through your skin is what you're saying. Like with that stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, that's I interesting. And I have to say, this goes to a, an, a conversation I believe that we had with Bob the Prepper, Brad, where he was talking about uh, one thing that's good to have in case there's a nuclear attack is potassium. What is it? Iodine or something? I don't I don't remember what it is, but it's the theory that you're talking about. But this is how they how you keep from getting radiation sickness is that you want to mineralize your thyroid Mm -hmm. with the good stuff so that there's nothing free to bond with the scary radiation stuff that'll blow up your thyroid. And I can't tell you, there's two things that people have been telling me like crazy lately. Uh, I've heard people whose thyroids have blown up and they have to like now be on thyroid medicine for the rest of their lives, which means no off the grid for them. And then the other thing is I heard several cases of people like being diagnosed with lung cancer and dying like very shortly thereafter. And I don't know if that has to do with like elevated acidosis in the blood or something. I don't know. But these are a couple of things that I feel like this year something weird's going on. I don't know what I mean. I know there's weird stuff going on, but I'm thinking it's correlated to that. But yeah, so you want to get rid of the heavy metals and you want to replace them with the minerals that those things are there ready to bond with that make them if they're you're deficient makes them vulnerable to the artificial ones and then uh and then stay healthy with just is diet enough or do you think supplements are important if you really were good at like organic swiss chard and avocados and you know grass-fed liver and stuff like that like are you do you think that is sufficient or are we in a, a war situation and you need to take those like you know radiation deterrent pills kind of thing I think everyone's different. Um, I do use that iodine you're talking about. It like bleaches your skin kind of dark uh, red or whatever. I put it on my wrist in the morning. It is I put it on my hip because it's the only thing I ever read might reverse arthritis. Oh, cool. Topical um, iodine. Also, I, for arthritis, recommend definitely grounding. Like, like we're around so many electronics and EMF uh, fields. Like, they'll even break down the blood-brain barrier and let that aluminum in as well. So, being around as little EMF fields is important. And like, yeah, stick your phone in the pouch. But like, literally, um, there's dirty electricity. Like, I've been able to measure it from just the power lines, and it's like going through my body when I've got my rubber soles on. But then I take my rubber soles off, and it's going into the earth, like through my body. It's very measurable. There's so much dirty electricity around us that gets caught up in our bodies and we can just shed it by sticking our feet in a river or the ocean or or even taking like a, a mineral bath or whatever and um as far as supplement goes i i don't take too many but i do eat really really healthy and i don't drink you know alcohol just personal oh, see i really love cocktails yeah it's fun i know i really love it but but you can still eat or eat i mean you can still eat healthy and and have your drinks and you know have your cake and eat it too you can do that but i think um also i like to do sweats i think sweating it out is good but everyone is different you know like you find your rhythm and find your practice but get your like stretch and do all the things that make you happy and and you know don't live in fear 
is the is the biggest possible thing because that'll break you down before anything. But if you're empowered and you think that you can and know that you can rise above it and dictate your own reality and not, you know, get in line with everyone else, then you're ahead of the curve. I got a couple questions for you. I was, I've been taking yeah. notes. That, Are you uh, in a rush, Matt? Can we can we t- I, keep I you a little, a little more? Yeah. A little longer. I know you've got uh, obligations. So first of all, yeah, super fun energy. I love it. Love it. So positive. Solutions Secondly, oriented. Yeah. Tesla. You brought up Tesla a couple times. Do what do you know about their the theory of as the earthquake machine? And the night like the nineteen oh five earthquake, there there's some that believe that he might have caused it with one of his his uh testings of his machine. Do you do you know anything about that stuff? Yeah, it's in Frankenskies. Do you take the harp antennas and you point them down, dude? Same, different. It's just like you're messing with the plates, but you're not. Instead of the air, they've done it. And Hugo Chavez comes out in my movie. Is it Chavez? Oh, I don't know who it is. Is he the? Uh, I'm. I, I forget exactly. He was the Venezuela guy. Yeah, the Venezuelan that president killed, comes out. Died of cancer. Chavez. Yes, he comes out and he says. I think that the earthquake in Haiti was caused by the use of the U.S. Uh, That's right. Ocean. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Just yeah. yesterday, the Navy caused an earthquake in the ocean. Did you see that? I saw that story. They, wow. they were yeah, testing the ship. It. Yeah. So we were talking about this before the show, but I thought I thought it was interesting what you were saying. Uh, you know, I've noticed it. It feels to me, and I. I says probably in my head, but it just feels to me like the moon is getting bigger and getting closer and the clouds are moving faster and fast. Like they're racing across the skies up there. And you had a lot to say about those things. I just tell me about the skies, the clouds racing across the skies again. Well, firstly, there's like storm patterns that and they dictate where they want the rain to drop. So they'll zip them on by where they don't want the rain to drop and whatnot. But our conversation was talking about the moon. And and when you said that out of the blue, I thought it was really fascinating because I, I questioned the moon big time. And and the pictures of the backside of the moon are totally fabricated. And the moon landing is totally fabricated. And then the, now this Mars landing is totally fabricated. And Tesla like throws a roadster up in or, or Elon Musk shoots a Tesla roadster up into space. And that's totally fabricated. And, you know, it seems like that it's, it's a total mind F, you know, like everyone's just getting messed with. So what exactly is going yeah. on with that moon? And like, I mean, I like to keep an open mind, but people like to really dog me because um, automatically, if you talk about the moon, then people put you in a, in a, a certain box, you know, but the moon is, they're like, is it getting bigger? I don't remember these super moons growing up. And when I was growing up, I was a photographer. I was really into, before I got kind of compromised by chemtrails, I was really into the beauty of the world. And I took a lot of photos. And when these super moons first came out, I took photos of them on the horizon with my 35 millimeter camera, with my 35 millimeter lens, you know, no zooming, no adjustments, no, no nothing. It was like an old camera with, you know, film. And a couple hours later, as the supermoon got higher in the sky, and according to what we're told by science, it's no further, it's actually a little closer to us. It's not further away when it's a little higher and it's higher in the horizon. How could it be? Right. So I take a photo of it and it fills up a fraction of my photo in my camera. Like it's way smaller. And so later on in, in my life, like as a teenager, I looked it up when the internet finally came out and it says, it's the Ponzo illusion, P-O-N-Z-O, which is a, 
a mind illusion, an optical illusion in your head that you're being tricked into thinking that it looks big on the horizon because it's, it's on the horizon. It seems like it would be closer because it's close to the mountains or whatever, but it didn't, how did it trick my camera? It didn't make any <laughs> sense to me. And I had never known about, this is pre nine 11. Like I didn't know enough. I didn't have any, you know, I wasn't a skeptic of anything. I was drinking uh, Schlitz 40 ounces and I was a, a bum kid. Like I wasn't like, I was, I wasn't a bum, but I was like, I was not thinking like that, you guys. But still, I was questioning the moon. I was questioning the moon. My friends thought I was crazy. And here I am, like 30 years later, and really questioning the moon. And, <laughs> and you're asking me about it. And it, it's, it seems like there's more to it. So much as the lies get thicker and thicker and humanity gets split into this, like, I believe everything I'm told by the mainstream media and everything's a lie is like basically on the other side of that duality. We live in this polarity universe you know so where are we with the truth i don't know what's what and i'm i know what i do know the more that i learn is that i don't know much but i do know a lot about chemtrails and those are bogus but the eclipses just about the moon eclipses are weird that it rotates and revolves at the same time is like really weird you know like it is a strange i i'm not buying the official story either i don't have any idea about the hollow stuff and i don't actually think there are martian bases on the other side could be but you know i'm not anywhere near there but i do think the eclipses are weird and the revolving and rotating thing are weird it's just weird. no i don't think it's hollow and i think that that was like nasa disinformation and that whole whatever what you said about the martians is, is, is sounds like nonsense to me as well but one thing that's very interesting is if you just compare the two lights of moonlight and sunlight, it's very fascinating that sunlight makes plants grow. Sunlight kills mold and is like life. Moonlight makes mold grow and it makes things um, decompose. They're opposites, complete and total opposites. So it's, it's very questionable that uh, a yellow light bouncing off of a rock could shine so bright, come down white and have colder properties. There's even if you watch YouTube videos of the moonlight, the full moon, and people put a thermometer in the shade the versus the moonlight, the moonlight is actually a cool light. It's cool. It's colder than the shade. It's like a, it's not even, it doesn't seem like it would have the properties of sunlight at all. And as far as I am as a free thinker, if I didn't have all of this being told what to think and how to think and how to feel by the powers that be, I would be questioning the crap out of that. And I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be thinking what they think, you know? Yeah. It'd probably be a little terrifying if we didn't have these explanations given to us about it. And you're right. You're talking about Elon Musk and shooting a Tesla or whatever up into space. They're totally messing with us. Jeff Bezos space rocket looks like a big penis and he's going to space in it. There's a penis shooting itself into space inside of a bigger penis. They are totally messing with us. 100%. Well, did you see when Musk um, said that he fi he came out with the rocket technology to land the rockets and he released the footage? It was so obviously just rockets in reverse, like a rocket taking off, put in reverse. And he goes, look, we can land rockets now. Reverse, <laughs> we reverse the rocket engines. But he was like, I've, I've worked in videography and, I, and it took me forever to make this movie. Like I know what a fast forward and a rewound video looks like. And it's literally just a rewound it's unreal. It's a bit, but I think they're testing the consciousness. Like how dumb can we make it? And can we push this dystopia yeah. into like, um, what's that movie? Idiocracy. Uh, yeah. 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 I completely agree. <laughs> they're seeing what we'll put up. For with, sure. Yeah.
Every, was every, everything was a uh, Costco in Antioxia? Is that right? Everything's Costco. So everybody go to law school at Costco. Yeah, the dystopian future where you know nobody has any intelligence, and and it seems. But like here's the thing. Yeah, the intelligent people are the ones who are not going to be vax injured. So I have to wonder if there's something special planned for people who didn't get the vax. I was one, definitely I've been a self selection mechanism, you know. Well, I think that the people that didn't get the job are going to get demonized big time because of the new variants and whatnot. And it'll be our mm-hmm. fault and, and everything. And the USA Today, I like to look at the propaganda machine and it said that 99% of all of the new cases are people that didn't get the vaccine. So Because they don't count the cases for people. They ask you if you were vaccinated when you get the test. That is a true thing. How is that science? And the USA Today, two yeah. weeks ago, on their cover page had what looked like a legitimate USA Today cover page that said human hybrids have been created and are running rampant around the country. And it, and it was just a, as authentic as it could be. And I knew what it was because I'd seen the, that it was it was an ad for a Netflix show that USA, USA Today pimped their front page off for for money. And I, I'd say that's about as true as everything else they report on their front page to take the, any of these news people seriously. It's just they're, they're not serious. They're they're complete propaganda. Yeah, no kidding. But um, on an, an amazing positive note with, <laughs> with this COVID machine. And yeah, that that's some weird gene splicing stuff. And it's all the New World Order transhumanism agenda, as far as I'm concerned. All of it. I can, I can see through all of it. And it's all just to get us to accepting robots on the streets. You know, that's all it really is. And the, the transfer of consciousness into robots because people have lost their fertility and they can't procreate and, and they think they need to live forever to save humanity and whatnot. But on a, on a positive note, okay, the powers that be think that they can orchestrate this big lie and get away with what they're up to because they're looking into this like evil crystal ball and the outcome that they see doesn't have the reaction of like the universe, which is like us and these like kids that are coming into the world and all of this other like timeline interaction. Like they're seeing their evil timeline unfold without any consequences. Right. But guess what? Like there's all these children right now and they're so bright and their parents are telling them in this world, Oh my God, they're in this world. And their parents are telling them, this is nonsense. This is bullshit. Do not buy it. And they're seeing through all of it. These kids are going to be warriors. It's, there's no way we are going to lose this battle of truth with these kids coming into the world like this. You know what I'm saying? And they've been like called here f- from like, cause w- we kind of need some help. You know, there's like a darkness that's trying to pervade, but there's, but, th- but there's a reaction to it. Right. And there's a balancing and these kids are, they're, they're coming with the, with some force. Like I, I can see it in their eyes and I, I am, I am hopeful for the future. Straight out of the matrix, there's going to be people without the without the outlet in the back of their necks that they can't get jacked in. Those will be the kids who lead the charge. And I used to say that we'll we'll all be in the tunnels, but we're going to be in the outlands. We're going to be out there raising our chickens under the clear blue sky. So let's Matt, I have to say, I. I feel like everything we've talked about has been a thread I want to pull. So how do I get more of what's going on in your brain? Like, do you have just a, a continuous stream, every podcast you're on, what do you write? Like how, what, how can I hear everything that you have to say? I don't, you do Facebook more than Twitter, right? 
Um, I'm on Facebook a lot, but I've actually got a lot of energy over the past few years and even more momentum now on actual activists, plural, actualactivists.com. That's my baby. And I, I plan on turning it into an um, activist hub where activists get funded all around the world, like crowdfunding, like someone wants to put up flyers and I can make the flyers, but someone else has to give Johnny in Seattle 12 bucks and I'd be the in-between man. And also a, a social networking site that's not so linear. It's like a heat map of brains that intersect of ideas. And that's all in the deep future. But for now I do a daily blog. So check out actualactivists.com where there's a truth. There's a, there's, it's all truth. Okay. There's a daily truth uh, blog. There's a truth booth where I'm putting my YouTube videos on there because YouTube took my stuff down for medical misinformation, which is total nonsense. And then also I've got these categories of fluoride, geoengineering slash chemtrails, vaccines, health, and uh, what's the last one? GMO. So all of the main like conspiracy theories all lumped together, but all with really amazing research. And if you go on, it's, it's all a work in progress, but it's being built up really nice now. So it's not like in pieces or anything. But if you go on the health portion, for instance, I've dumped all my health memes in there. So you can steal my memes and they're not just mine. I've like taken them from the world. But on Facebook, I've been dumping on Facebook like crazy until I got censored so bad. But I used to post like a hundred posts a day, literally. And on there, it's all truth, right? And it's like uh, wheatgrass or chlorella or spirulina or whatever. Wheatgrass has so many minerals. If you can go to a co-op and get wheatgrass. some fresh shots yeah. of wheatgrass, that's one yeah. way to mineralize. You can start to do that daily. and You're really on top of your game. And it's is that chelating at the same time? There's studies that say that, that it does. And, and cilantro chelates as well. There was a prison study. Oh, I love Prisoners cilantro. were eating a lot of cilantro and these heavy metals were coming up in their urine because they're detoxing, um, which is really amazing. Um, I think everyone is different though. And to just explore, like if you went to actualactivist.com and just went on the health page and looked at some of these memes and stole them and put them up on your Twitter or your Instagram, that would be amazing. Also Sparrow Gear on um, Instagram. We keep that active and I, and I'm, I'm loving the growth over there. And that the 5g phones. I mean, I was never so worried until this damn phone is like, I, I figured it's useless anyway, because they're all going to have 5g, but I love the pouch and it fits, fits my giant phone in the pouch. Thank you. I love it. I'm glad that you're utilizing the pouch Thanks. and um, there's different things that you can do. Like you can put your phone on um, data saving, like power saving mode and um, take off the Bluetooth and flip it on airplane mode when you're not using it or even unplug your Wi-Fi router at night. You know, less is more. Like imagine that this radiation is just slowly building in your body. I don't want you to be afraid of coffee shops. Like I go to coffee shops. Like I use the Wi-Fi. Like I'm not a total, you know, um, uh, saint Blood about eye. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not, but I, I do mitigate. My, my, I use yeah. a flip phone. <laughs> I have an online wow. phone. I use a you are a Luddite. My, well, it's like a slider <laughs> phone. It's, it's, it's not a flip phone. It's slide, you know, slides open. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But it has no radiation, you know? And nice. I, I ended up getting a lot of radiation from a smart meter that I was living right next to in Vancouver, Canada. And that's how I woke up to all this. I was getting really bad heart palpitations. And I thought I was under like electronic attack, but the meter was like two feet from my head when I was sleeping. Like it wasn't a personal thing, you know? So I learned. And so now I, I mitigate, but some people don't have that personal journey. Maybe they listen to the show and they'll mitigate their exposure. Right. Or and I think, through, you know, 
to maybe switch from using screens to just reading a book made of paper like an hour before you want to go to sleep is probably a nice way to get that blue light corruption out of your like rest time. Yeah. Get the phone out of your bed. If you're, if you've got the phone (laughs) in your face right before you go to sleep, you're not serving your body's just you're not doing your body justice like it it needs to understand exactly the time of day to develop the hormones and the cortisol and all these things to make your body function properly and maybe you think you're okay but do some studies on teen suicide and, and their dopamine levels and understand like how people are actually being impacted by blue light harvard research study did a blue light study there's so many out there but these little, little things can empower us so much to be healthy, happy activists, empowered humans. Please also check out frankenskies2.com, frankenskies.com. If you can share that idea that that movie even exists, that there are frankenskies, it's a very important concept. As they try to dim our sun, there's an experiment next year in Sweden where they want to officially say that they know how to dim the sun to save us from our own climate change people in sweden kill themselves because there isn't enough sun like that's the last that is a sick joke of how to where you're going to start with that i I agree 100 percent. well with that binkley do you have a last question should we i think he covered it i i I love the great information i can't wait to watch franken's guys now i'm excited and i can't wait to go look at your blog for all those tidbits i mean i'll never keep up but i i really wanted to start with how to deal with the minerals the mineral pollution in your own body so i'm going to start chelating and remineralizing and i'm definitely going to make sure i switch uh pay more attention to the toxic effects of blue light. That's what I'm starting with. So maybe after I digest that, we'll have to have you back on and I'll have more refined questions when you're ready, when you're ready. Yeah, I would love to. And it's been a great conversation. And if you really want to dig into your own health, you know, as we get older, we get more in tune with our body, you know, and if you really want to go there, you can get your hair analyzed or, you know, there's certain things like a natural path and whatnot, but it's, it's a journey and we can all be a, a little bit more fine tuned, I believe. And I really appreciate what you guys, what you all do. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. See you later. Bye. See ya. Are you enjoying this special episode of the Propaganda Report? If you are, you might enjoy our weekday show, The Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. We listen to the news and peel away the propaganda so you don't have to. It's free in the Propaganda Report feed on your favorite podcasting platform. And if that's not enough for you, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash propaganda report. There you can get a full 45 minutes of daily news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice or choose higher tiers that give you all of that, plus access to our very special disappearing patron parties, live-streamed cocktail parties with us and like-minded patrons, two Fridays every month that are always a blast. Hope you are enjoying this special episode of the Propaganda Report, and hope to catch you at a patron party soon.